0: This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Gary! Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from
1: every major cigar brand. you are gonna see some serious. Oh, oh. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr.
0: Jonathan. Mister. Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority.
2: Look at what we have here.
0: This is
1: a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have
3: some? Saturday, August 13th, 2011. Welcome everybody to the Cigar Authority. We are here live today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. If you want to come by and see the show, come by, have a cigar. Go to uh, exit ni- uh, Route 93, exit 1, take a right. We're about a mile down on Route 28. Uh, the Cigar Authority is here till 2 o'clock.
2: Maybe uh, some of us that have microphones could point them at our mouth, and then we're not. <laughs> Why am I? Uh, there you go. Yeah, you were a little to... soft.
3: Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, this week, uh, we talk cigar law with Frank Herrera, and we smoke his cigar, his own cigar. Um, Have you ever smoked a Calibra cigar? That's the three intertwined uh, cigars. We're going to tell you how to do it and all about them. We take a look through the Cigar Insider and also a uh, sneak peek of the Cigar Aficionado coming out in October. And we already have a little sneak peek of that. We'll tell you uh, how they're going to rate cigars. That'll be nice to see a sneak peek that's two weeks old. That's good. There we go. (laughs) And uh, also, uh, cigars hitting our shelves this week. We'll tell you all about them. But first, hello to The four radio stations picking us up on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
2: WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. And why just listen when you can watch our live video stream on Ustream.tv We podcast via podbean.com and iTunes and also any of our products on demand at any time across the globe at thecigarauthority.com. That's right. Uh, Hi,
3: Mr. Jonathan. Hi, David. You ready for uh, some smoking pleasure today? I am ready. We are going to smoke a cigar from our first guest, who we're going to have on in just a little while, Frank Herrera. And this is his brand. And uh, we have two different sizes. You can smoke either or both if you wish. I think I'm going to go with this one. Okay, the, there's uh, a little, double tipped. Okay, there's a little perfecto called the Perfecto Number Forty Eight La Cucaracha, which I don't know very many Spanish words, but La, <laughs> cu- la Cucaracha, La cu- I believe it means the cockroach. The cockroach. So it's a little torpedo called the cockroach. Hopefully not, it's crunchy. Not not a uh, great. Um, Chuck, work. you smoking? There you go. We have the uh, La Cucaracha too, if you'd rather. That's. Hey, you want to uh,
2: put a uh, cockroach in your mouth? How do you feel about that?
3: Uh, no, no comment. No, this is this is good. You guys. No, no. It's okay. Stuff I'm going to smoke the one you're smoking too, which is the number sixteen because you're afraid of bugs. No, not at all. M um, u j u r s a n t a. Mura Santa? <laughs> Choke. I mean, you all right? <laughs> uh, what? The brand. The brand is. Say the name of the brand. La Caridad del
2: Cobre. La Caridad. Del Cobre. The, yeah, right? that's, that's what I'm going with. It, 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 Very tough. Keith disagrees with me, which is why I'm still going what with he it. Got, what do you got, Keith? La Caida del Cobre. La Caida del Cobre. We'll see, what
3: we, we'll see where, where we go there. Tough, tough thing to say. There's no chance this thing's going to make it. You can't even pronounce the name. It'd, it'd yeah. be like Tatuaje. It's never going to make yeah, it. Yeah, which <laughs> we know never, never arrives. Yeah. <laughs> It has no chance, because you, I can't pronounce it. Uh, I couldn't spell it if you asked me to again. Cobra is cobra, you think? Like the snake? I don't know. Lecucaracha I got, although it doesn't <laughs> sound very uh, tempting as far as put it in your mouth, but here we go. I'm using um, a cutter from Calibre here. This is the Slice. 50 dollars for the Slice. The lighter I choose today is the C-A-N-H lighter. refillable, regular flame lighter, C-A-N-H, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire, live free or die. It's three bucks. It's three bucks. A dollar of every one goes directly to the Cigar Association of New Hampshire to help pay for lobbying efforts and fight taxation and smoking laws and things like that. So if you go to any reputable cigar store in New Hampshire... You're going to see these on the counter. Three bucks. It's actually a great little lighter to begin with.
2: I had a little uh, run-in with karma as a result of this lighter. Okay. Uh, Typically, you're not really supposed to reach out and grab a lighter at the counter to light your cigar. You should use the cigar shop's lighter so you're not using someone else's fluid. But I was being a jerk, and I just reached over and grabbed one to light my cigar, and it almost blew up in my hand. Good. Yeah, bad karma. Buy the lighter. (laughs) It's three bucks. (laughs) I was just borrowing a little gas. And even
3: worse than that... Our pet peeve, which is now your pet peeve, oh my God, is my the cutter. Peeve. Don't use the cutter at the register because there's some idiots that put a cigar in their mouth, then use the cutter by and you're kissing Danny. that last guy. you saw Danny. what he
2: looked like. He was disgusting. Yeah, The kid that we had on the show with us that time, we brought him in for the last yeah, 20 minutes. I remember. He, uh, we were in my studio and I'm setting him up for a gig he's doing today, actually, and we're smoking cigars in my studio, and he says. Uh, oh, I want to try that Davidoff cutter that I heard you have. And so I was like, okay. And as I go to reach for the Davidoff cutter, he puts the cigar in his mouth, and I put the cutter in my pocket and said, use the slobber cutter. And he was like, oh, I forgot. And he listens to the show, so he knew exactly what I was talking about. He didn't give me a hard time. He used the slobber cutter slobber cutter. They, I they have a special cutter for the idiots. That's it.
3: They put the cigar You in the have mouth the first. special cutter. But that's what the store should do. We put it on there and have a little thing this that it stands into cutter. and slobber cutter. What's that all about? That's because people put their cigar in the mouth, they slobber all over it, then they use that cutter. Yeah, you're welcome to use this one. Or you could buy one. You need the tool, man. If you're a cigar
2: smoker, buy a cutter. My you can buy it for three if bucks. If you put the cigar in your mouth before you cut it, you are a tool, and then you deserve to use the slobber cutter. So I think you should have the non-slobber cutter hidden behind the thing. The so slobber cutter. Everyone knows There's
3: something here, right? There's everyone knows there.
2: that that's the slobber cutter that works for you and and your regulars. And then the people that ask for a cutter know better than to put their slobber cutter on their cigar. So they say, "Could I borrow your cutter?" And you reach in and you grab the non-slobber cutter, and that's the one you use to cut the cigar. And then it goes right back on the shelf underneath. No one knows about it. I it's think they be amp. asked for it. We got. Segal and I think now we
3: have, which we, we have heard being used. We have. Across the country. Yep. Across the, on the West Coast, they're using that terminology, and you have coined it. I did. Slobber
2: Cutter's the next one, baby. I think it is. I'm going <laughs> to talk to Frank Herrera and see if he'll give me some pro bono advice on how to... Uh, trademark. Trademark. Pro bono, which is something I want to mention, and I, and I did
3: uh, find something on that because I've heard it mentioned And I said, i
2: got to know exactly what pro bono meant. It's actually, if you go, never mind. I was going to go someplace dirty with it. All right. I'm going to stop. There's no need to. Pro bono is a
3: phrase uh, derived from the Latin meaning for the public good. But what it means is you do it for free. You understand that, right? Pro bono. You do it for free. Yes. A lawyer. Doing things
2: for free. We're going to talk to Frank Herrera. He does a lot of that kind of work. And this is the funny thing about lawyers. Like, they get a bad rap because they're all dirtbags or whatever. Yeah. But they're, the better lawyers, the guys that really make it, are the guys that have, through their career, given back and done a lot of pro bono work. And so, not unlike your watermelon guy who... Yeah. Well, it is the rule of reciprocity.
3: Give is get. And somebody that gives... Gets back in return. So let's see what happens. Good luck to Frank Herrera and his cigar. Uh, again, work on that name or teach me some Spanish because I can't. <laughs> I can't. But uh, as I say, it worked for Tatuaje and other brands that yeah, I still
2: can't. Named after the uh, patron saint of
3: Cuba. Right. Um, the uh, this, We'll wait for Frank to come on and tell us all about the cigar so we don't uh, assume things. Because when you assume... You're wondering what it is, and you really don't know what the answer is. You're going to go in the other direction with that. Chuck, can you say that word on the radio?
0: Uh, It's not.
3: Yeah, let's not. Let's, let's not. If you're allowed to say it, what's the problem with saying it? The
2: answer would be no. So let's It's not, not one of the seven deadly words. Just let's not. Let's talk you about You guys are let, the biggest chickens ever. Granted, I don't have to pay the fine. That's right. So, so there it is. <laughs>
3: let's talk about, um, along with my order of, of cigars uh, from Frank, came a, a gift. Oh, that's he's nice. obviously a giving guy. Could see right off the bat. And what better than a, than a free gift? Uh, but it was a Calibra cigar, and we've actually never talked about one on the show before, I don't know. Calibra think. is a style just like Torpedo, Correct. Pyramid. And what it is, have you ever seen one? A Calibra oh. is three cigars intertwined together oh, that's awesome. with each other. So is that so, meant to be smoked with three friends? It is. Some, sometimes people have made mistakes and, and tried to smoke it as one cigar, and it doesn't work. You take uh, the string off it, you break it up. And each person gets one. So uh, let, let's actually do it. Let's let's take it apart. Um, and what's interesting about this Calibra is that it looks to me like it's too natural in a Maduro.
2: It's because he knows Mr. jonathan loves Maduro. Well, oh, really. So I guess that's the one you're taking, right? Unless Chuck wants so it. So now
3: I-, I take it out, right? And there it is. There's three cigars. Bam. So you want the Maduro? I would love you, the Maduro. Give Chuck the natural. Nice. And I'll take the other natural. And there's a the cigar, crooked as can be, obviously rolled pretty wet, in order to to make it shape, make it so that it could intertwine. But like a piece of rope, you know, this I this would make it's a
2: great YouTube video, talking about the most expensive cigar or whatever, and then you pull it out and it's all crooked and bent. And right. You go, oh, it's beautiful. Well, there's
3: a, there's a story and a
2: history that goes
3: with the Caliber cigar. Does it have to do with friendship? No, but that came much, much after that um, as a retailer selling this cigar to somebody when um, somebody would come in and say, uh, I'm the best man at a wedding I'm supposed to pick up cigars uh, for, for everybody uh, I would sell them whatever cigar and then I'd say here's one cigar maybe you'd be interested in buying as a special extra cigar It's three cigars intertwined together This is for uh, after the wedding you sit down with uh, you are the best man with the groom and the father of the bride. And together, you all smoke one cigar, which is the Calibra, broken up into three and stuff. And this is like a, it's bond, a unity. Bond bonding cool. type of unity Oh, Wow, I'm thing. almost choked up Here over Here we this. go. So usually that's... Uh, is that a tear? Yeah. <laughs> For you uh, <laughs> cigar stores, we're owners, listening to the show, there's the sales pitch. It's worked every single time. Anytime I've ever done the pitch, it's sold. If if the guy's in there with his soon-to-be wife that's picking up the cigars, she looks at it and says, yeah, yeah, definitely get it. You know, and it doesn't matter. They're typically very expensive cigars. The one we carry here on a regular basis is the Davidoff. That is up there in $53 for one cigar, which is really three, though. Um, typically, they don't burn so well, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a gimmicky type thing. But the real story behind it, or it has many, many stories, but one of them is that the cigar roller rolling in the cigar factory was allowed three cigars a day. And he was to make a Calibre cigar, and that would be the cigar, the one and only cigar that he could have in, in three different ways. And when he's smoking in the factory... The owners of the factory and the the people in charge could look around and see them smoking and know that they're smoking the proper cigar as opposed to the straight cigar that is for production and all that. So that was, that was one of the things. Um, there's different stories that, uh, of different things, but uh, that's the, the, the one I've heard over and over again of it. So this is the story of the Calibra. Um, does it take extra workmanship to make the cigar? I, I don't know. Uh, you know, some things say that only special people can make the thing. To me, I think it's an underfilled cigar that would have to be overly wet in order to twist it around. You know, sure. you're not going to be able to do that on another one. But maybe Frank can give us uh, more information on that and tell us uh, how right or wrong I am when it comes to that. But that's the story of it. And here we go. So, as far as I know with Frank, he has two sizes of. Um, this natural cigar, that straight, one of the La Cucaracha, and uh, I didn't know. Maybe it's not a regular production. Maybe it is, but the Calibra. So uh, smoke them as you want them, and whatever in this hour,
2: and see how many we can actually smoke. But well, we know that nice. we can get to seven cigars in one day because we did the Cigar of the Year show. If we're pushed, we can suck them down. Mm. Okay, Chuck, uh, how are you liking the Mac? I like the Mac. I like the Mac. Funny story about the Mac. How did you get the Mac? This is this is the Mac. What is it? This the is Mac. the MacBook Pro. It's the big boy, 17-inch. All the bells and whistles. A L- little better than yours. i7, It's a little bit bigger than mine, but it is a uh, other, makes other it better. than that, it's the same. Yeah, that is what she said. So yeah. <laughs> We go to. I show up to Dave's office at, at uh, three o'clock, like I told him. I was actually there at two thirty because I'm early for everything. So and he demands that. I show up and he says, "What are you doing here?" And I say, "We're buying the Mac today." Well, he forgot, so strike one for him. So we're sitting there and I say, "You know, we're going to. Where, where are we going to go? We got to go to the Mac store. We got to order it, and then it'll take twenty minutes." Well, the guy sitting next to me in his office says. Just call them up and they'll make it for you and you can pick it up like a pizza. And so Dave here's pizza. He's all in.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm very interested all of a
2: sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, he starts Googling the Mac store and rocking him all and he says, okay, you ready? And I'm like, for what? He goes, you got to order it. He doesn't order electronics himself. I can't so, talk the language. Yeah. Whatever the excuse is. I can't talk the language. So, How many hertz? Cronics, I order.
3: Uh, whatever. Hi, plus this capacitor. Is, yeah. This I, is
2: Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority. Mr. I'd Jonathan. like to order a MacBook Pro, get all the information. Well, Dave hands me his American Express black card. There's only 100 of them in the country. It's the real deal. So I start reading the numbers off, and I get to the name, and the guy says... Mr. Jonathan, what? And I go, no, 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 the name on the card's David Garofalo. Okay. We get to the mall. Of course, you got to walk through the food court. Now, yeah, I think baby. The, yeah, way baby. That, <laughs> the way that we're we're driving there like a maniac because he's a lunatic behind the wheel. We must be in a rush. We get to the food court. All of a sudden, things slow down. Slow right down. What do you think of this store? What do you think of this store? Mm. Well, we get to Aubon Pond. We order a couple healthy sandwiches because he's quasi trying to take a healthy kick thing. He gets a nice turkey something. And it's not going well, but don't do exactly. that. <laughs> we sit down and eat, and on our way out of the food court, he looks across the food court, points, and says, I'm hitting that on the way out. Now, in in our friendship, we've been friends four or five years, I've never heard him initiate a conversation about a hot girl ever. He'll say, yeah, she's pretty or whatever. The girl could be a 15 out of ten, and he's like, yeah, she's pretty, you know, like he's uninterested. Sure. So I'm I'm scanning the whole mall looking for someone who has to be a 22. Like what? Wh- where is she? And all, that's all I could think about. We go down there. They ask for my ID instead of his. Interesting. We get, Interesting.
3: Twice they ask him for his ID, which he gives him Mr. Jonathan ID, and they accept it and they hand him over the thing. And I'm just standing there right beside him, and I'm it's like, it's a three thousand
2: dollar computer. And they just let me walk out. I called it in over the phone, but we'll get to that another time. Wow. How crazy is that? I can't even think about that while we're in the store, because I would have given the guy a hard time. Don't you want to see David Garofalo's ID? Whatever. Mm -hmm. So we walk up the steps, and we're walking through the food court, and my fingers are crossed that this girl is still there. I'm looking everywhere. He's talking to me. I'm not even listening to him. I'm focused. Every part of the mall. (laughs) Where could she possibly be? So I let him kind of get ahead of me, which is not easy, because he's got short legs, and he walks slow. So... He's out in front of me. He goes right up to the counter and starts talking to this girl who's just okay. And I'm like, I don't get it. I'm obviously missing something. And he says, I'll take a soft serve. And Mr. Jonathan, would you like something? Dairy Queen's what he's talking about the whole time. He was hitting the Dairy Queen. He was hitting the Dairy Queen. Yeah. Absolutely true. <laughs> and then he tells me the
3: story after. He said, This is what you said coming in. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I pointed to you. I pointed to the Dairy Queen. I said, I'm hitting that. Well, the any other guy
0: that says that, I'm hitting that. I'm thinking the same thing Jonathan is. All right, who's he talking Absolutely, about? Not what good, is he talking about. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's your dirty
2: mind and the way you think. And Because uh, I, like, I wasn't sure whether to lose respect for him, gain respect for him. <laughs> I mean, I really like Laurie. She's a nice person. And, you know, then you get the guy code. You, you know, do you say something? Not. And I'm like, I'm thrown into this conundrum. And it's ice cream, Aww. soft serve ice cream that he's talking about. So Teddy,
3: right to the front door, huh? There we go.
2: We got a new little ramp coming into two guys' awesome. smoke shop
3: now. Awesome. Because people were tripping coming in, so we had to do something. Did you even notice it? I did notice it okay. when I walked in. You didn't
2: say anything. Uh, uh, you were talking about square watermelons when I walked in, and I was <laughs> the, right. I distracted <laughs> real right. easy. Uh, got a letter in the mail, not in an
3: email this week. I thought it was very, very interesting, and uh, it was from Terry, and Terry says, as one business owner to another, and blah, 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 gets into uh, a a nice letter talking to, about last week's show, having uh, Christine Christine Morgan on, and saying, lovely lady of the stick, yep, and saying, uh, you did a great
2: job, and uh, um, I still think you were bordering on being a little bit of a lunatic, letting someone who could be a loose cannon come on, but well, and, this and is how you run it, your business. You do you do have an open door policy for it's, it's, especially problems, and it's the way.
3: You handle a bad review, and she was very impressed with it and said it was very nice, which you did, and I have all kinds of respect for you as one business owner to another. So it's nice, and as I'm reading, and Terry wrote this nice thing, and uh, as I went on, I, it was a very nice letter Till I'll tell you, I got to the very end of the letter. She said something bad to you? No, she didn't say anything Call bad your to me. She told me who she was, and it was very, very touching, and I want to tell Terry she has made my day writing a letter to me like this. So, Terry, if you're listening... Thank you. That's it? You're not going to tell us? Well, it turns out to be the very proud mother of Christine Morgan. Wow. So uh, she was very happy that, you know, obviously uh, her daughter had a problem, and I tried to do the best I could to... uh, that's to, impressive. To uh, do it. So, okay.
2: Second time today, Chuck. I'm almost tearing up. That's it. I can hey. go over for the first time That's on the radio.
3: It. If I can make you cry, who, who uses it? Barbara Walters or whoever it is <laughs> that, make, that makes a guest cry? Anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, Cigar Law's Frank Herrera on, and he's going to talk about his cigar we're smoking right now. Later on, big events coming out uh, real soon, and cigars that are hitting our shelves right now as we speak. So, stick around. We're going to be back with Frank and just a couple minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off exit one off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashville, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven.
4: Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Oric Shield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire.
2: This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Oric Shield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire.
4: Not only does the Oric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars, but also dust and dander, bacteria and mold including spores and pollen. I'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple I can fix your problem. The Oreck Clean Home Center is located at 8 Spitbrook Road at the corner of the DW Highway in Nashua, New Hampshire, right across the street from Two Guys Smoke Shop. Visit my friend John Sullivan
2: in Nashua, New Hampshire.
4: Or call us at 603-595-2122. That's 603-595-2122. Oreck, simply amazing since 63. There's a patch of land in Cuba
2: located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world.
0: Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any
3: longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, dominican el corojo filler certified costa rican corojo binder and finished off with lush oily brazilian el corojo seed wrapper all from the seeds of the mother plants
0: 2283 come uncellophaned wheels of 20 white tissue wrapped in
3: bundles and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes find out what's missing
2: in today's cigars it's el corojo 2283 has it. Certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283.
5: Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle Super Premium Vodka Russian Reborn 40% alcohol by volume Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts Please enjoy responsibly
0: Confucius Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies
6: Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't
0: Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands.
6: Zing say, men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with a smelly finger,
0: Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing.
3: Oh, and we are back with the cigar authority live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire this week, and hopefully that sound means joining us right now from Cigar Law and the owner of La. Let's see if I can say this name right, La Caridad del Cobre. Am I saying that right, Frank? Frank Herrera. Perfect. 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 I can't believe it. You got to be.
7: L-P-P-P-P
3: yeah that's that, what i was gonna say <laughs> that's let's do that let's do that lcdc like acdc
7: the new, the, the new bands are coming out tomorrow
3: and that's the way you're gonna go
7: lcdc i for, don't know, man maybe that's, that's what pinardo uh, rio did right they
1: went
3: pdr right and it made it easy so uh geez that that is a, a lot easier for us gringos out here that can't just can't do it can't roll that tongue so how are you frank good to have you on
7: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm really happy to be on the show again. I'm actually in Chattanooga, Tennessee today at one of the uh, tweet-ups put together by some of the bloggers out there.
3: Oh, so, beautiful.
7: Yeah, beautiful day here in
3: Chattanooga. All right, say hello to everybody from us here at the uh, Cigar Authority. In the meantime, this time we're going to have you on for two different reasons. First, we want to talk to you as the owner of this cigar brand, and we want you to tell us about it. it, it I see at the bottom of the box it's a Dominican cigar, but maybe you can uh, let us know uh, the factory and the blend and whatever you want to say about it, uh, let us know. It's our uh, first time trying it here. What do we got?
7: Well, you got a very special cigar made in Santiago de los Caballeros VR at uh, La Tradición Guana Factory. Uh, Luis Sanchez has been making cigars for about 20 years. Uh, He's an excellent blender, and uh, it's a great little factory. I'm very pleased to be uh, hooked up with him. And uh, we've had that cigar there out for about a year and a half. Uh, I don't know if you have the Maduro with you or the Natural or a little bit of both. But the uh, the Maduro is a Brazilian Ara Piraca wrapper. The binder is Dominican. The filler is Dominican, and a little bit of Nicaraguan in there just to kind of pump things up a little bit. And on the natural, you got the same binder, same filler. The wrapper is Ecuadorian, Connecticut, uh, and uh, I think they're obviously they're my cigars. Going to say they're are beautiful cigars. So that's what you got there. And the new this year, we came out with a. Uh, a new cigar, a Lancero, which is actually a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper. And uh, same binder, same filler as the others. And that's called the Javelin. See, I was, I was worried about your gringos, so I came up with Javelin. I know you can find right, out.
3: Right, good, good. Um, you know, we did order the Javelin. It did not come in. Uh, what we got was the um, La Cucaracha. Huh? I, I can say that one. Which is the uh, little perfect, Little Perfecto.
7: Yeah, the Javelin waiting on the boxes. You should ship uh, late next week. Uh, so you should have that. And to all the stores out there listening, I thought I told everyone at the show about that. So we're excited about that. That was a huge seller for us at the show. And, uh, you know, it's exciting. It's a nice little Lancero and kind of made a little bit of a Perfecto, two little pointed ends like a Javelin. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's what I smoke on a day-to-day basis.
2: Frank, I'm smoking the Perfecto, the two-tone one with the... Um Connecticut. Uh, it looks like a shade wrapper of some kind on the uh, the very tip, and then on the the lighting end. And what a fabulous, fabulous flavor I'm getting out of this! It's like a homemade gingerbread with orange peel kind of mixed in there. He's uh, uh,
3: he gets gets his whiff. So my
2: apologies. We're in advance. I'm not done. Okay. Flavor of the week is not finished. You may not talk. All right. It is uh, with a whipped heavy cream with a hint of uh, <laughs> almond in there, right on top. It's it's a whole complete dessert as far as I'm concerned.
7: Well, that's that's funny because I thought I was going for battery acid, and oh. uh, you know, and, and and some other flavors. But yeah, if you're getting that, you know, even better.
3: <laughs> Gingerbread is good. I, I haven't smoked that one. I'm going to smoke that one next. I'm smoking the Connecticut one myself. Uh, very nice, beautiful burn. It's uh, tasty. Uh, uh, it looks Connecticut shade like it would be very mild, but actually has a lot of flavor to it, a lot, a lot of flavor. So this is good, too. What else is made at that factory that we would know?
7: You would know La Tradition of um Kiwana, Memoria's Kiwana, um, Jameson cigars, if you've heard of them, Declaration Um, You know, he's a small boutique as well. Uh, I don't know who else you would know of there. But, uh, again, you know, Luis Sanchez has been making cigars probably 20 years. Very low-key gentleman, just makes quality. Uh, Low batches, of course. Um, He's been around for a while, very kind of dedicated following. Uh, And, uh, I mean, keep your eye on him because they've got some uh, great rollers there. They've got everything. I mean, everything's right and uh... i hope we uh... we grow together
3: well i know that uh... you deal with a lot of cigar manufacturers because of the cigar law and the business and helping a lot of people out so i would imagine he's got to be doing a good job for you because you probably had access to a lot of different manufacturers that uh... could do the job for you without without a
7: doubt absolutely i mean i've, I've been in the cigar business uh... in a different way for about ten years and I think it 's fair to say that i I know uh, pretty much any and everybody in the business, and I have had offers and, and lots of folks have wanted me to to work with them and I chose to go with Lewis for, for many reasons one he's local uh, as far as you know having a, a location in Miami as well uh, he's an extremely trustworthy person, which uh, I love my industry, but you know you have to be careful who you do business with and I also know i've been smoking his things his cigars for quite a while I know that the consistency is not going to change. You know, the cigar I smoked of his 10 years ago is, by and large, the same cigar. You know, he's there for the long haul. It's about, you know, his tradition and his family, all the things that I believe in. So, you know, I didn't get into this to make a quick buck. Um, if I did, I'd probably come up with a gringo-friendly name and uh, do some other marketing things that are probably better for the brand. But I did it for about culture, about my, you know, my family, different things. So I w- really wanted to represent that. In, uh, in joining up with a manufacturer, and I think I did that.
2: Good. Did good. you know that today is Fidel Castro's birthday? Can right, thanks. Did we lose him?
7: Hello. Hello, I are you think there? We, oh, there? Yes, there we, we are.
3: We lost you there for a second.
7: I think I, say, I, think, you're, uh, I think your editor's dumped <laughs> me for the FCC. Oh, no kidding. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, said
3: something I, bad.
7: Uh, second I dropped time. the F-bomb on... <laughs> Oh. I dropped the f on on with that, bro.
3: Oh, all right. Sorry about awesome. that. Hey, good, uh, good finger on the other end over there, the producer from the station. <laughs> that Shook. That's yeah. how I roll. Dave, geez, uh, thank you. Yeah, nice uh, All right. You probably saved me a grand right there, so uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll cover that. you. Yeah. I'll tell you what, any
7: FCC violations, I'll cover,
3: okay? Okay. Hey, listen, believe me, i got a few under my belt, so I'm, I'm worried about like three times the charm, and we're off the air. Uh, we're going to have to look for satellite radio at this point. But, okay, so... Not hearing what you said says a lot. That <laughs> uh, It certainly it does say a lot. You're, you're not too happy with it.
2: And actually, it echoes what Dave and I were talking about uh, before we even started the show. It was, very, I'm sure, very similar to what uh, whatever you said.
3: Yeah, and I actually waited before I went on the air to uh, get know, it off your chest. Get it off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, he's a murderous uh, lunatic and uh... you know hopefully this is his last birthday and uh... i'll, I'll say uh... i'll say that and we'll and we'll go from there um, dealing with uh... you know when you said there's a lot of uh... people in in the industry and you have to be careful and all that stuff if there's anybody that knows uh... the problems that happen in this industry the ugly part of the industry I'm i'm sorry to say is is you because you hear of the lawsuits and uh... actually uh... Sometimes have to uh, take sides or whatever you have to do over here. You're hired by these people to do it. Um, you know, and I'm looking at, and I, and I check your website out, which is uh, Cigar Law. And, um, you know, you see all the different things that have happened over the years and things like that. And as I say, the ugly part of the business, some people that were were friends with each other and all of a sudden aren't friends anymore. And, and, and you know, like any family or something, this, this ugliness ends up happening. Uh, do you want to get into any of these? And I don't want to force you because we all know um, the participants or anything. Uh, do you, you want to discuss any individual case or just... Uh, you know, how do you want to handle
4: this? Well, yeah, I
7: mean, there's there's at least one thing I'd like to talk about. I mean, I think people who who know me and read Chicago all know about, you know, one thousand of Medicaid has been going on for 10 years, which is nearly wrapped up, but it still has uh, some issues that need to be taken care of. But um, I have a a very small uh, client, well, you know, a client that uh, is Uh, make small batch, I guess. Uh, Benny Gomez, he's been in the business for a very long time. His family's been in business a long time. And he has a brand that's attacked by Habanos as well, called Havana Sunrise. And just this week, we announced that, uh, and we know they're not going to accept it, but we had to make some type of overture. Uh, We announced that he would uh, surrender his trademark registration that's been in dispute for over two years if the Cuban government would release Alan Gross. And Alan Gross is a U.S. uh, uh, resident who was arrested and uh, and incarcerated in Cuba two years ago. Uh, The Washington Post has uh, wrote quite a bit about him. He is accused in Cuba of bringing in uh, a cell phone, satellite cell phone, and another device that is capable of getting the Internet. And he was bringing it to a small, poor Jewish community that wanted to have Internet access in Cuba. Cuba said, oh, no, he's trying to overthrow the entire government. Uh Uh, so this one gentleman with uh, one uh, or two satellite devices is now uh, in prison for 15 years in Cuba uh, because he's trying to bring Internet access to people who have been uh, – the country itself has been incarcerated for 50 years, in my opinion. So uh, Benny said, you know what? We'll give up the trademark they want it so bad we'll give it up they have to agree to release him they're not going to do it we know it but we're putting our money where our mouth is we're putting we're giving something up if they give up that we also and as people know me i represent other people with similar situations against cuba and although i haven't received authority from those clients yet um you know if they want to deal with us you know all these trademark disputes that they have with all my clients we can talk about it if they just release him because we believe more in the freedom of press, uh, freedom of self-expression, um, basically Internet access to all. We don't see any harm in that. Um, and if they want their trademarks here in the United States, you know, we can deal. They're probably laughing at, you know, at this offer, and right. it's probably ridiculous to a lot of people. But at least we're saying it, and no one else has said anything. The United States government hasn't helped Alan Gross or his family. Um, nobody has. Jimmy Carter went to the country and basically uh, was, was, uh, was unable to even attempt to negotiate uh, the release of Alan Gross.
3: Wouldn't this be something if that ended up doing it over the trademark? And, and for those that don't understand, uh, uh, Habanos is trademarking or or trying to control the trademark word Havana. And this is not like there's a Havana Sunrise in Cuba brand. It's just the word Havana. It's also happened with the HC brand on Zycar. It also happened with Havana Gold, a brand of my own, La Giana Havana. Uh, We have lost the trademark because we didn't fight back because of the dollars that go along with it. But this this is what they want to control, the actual word Havana uh, because they're, they're a communist country that control everything, so they want to control in this country. This is a very, very big money undertaking to fight a country or to, f- to fight Habanos uh, at the same time. Um, where uh, Benny has been doing this for years, fighting, um, you're talking about an astronomical amount of money for a small boutique brand. You know, is, is it money worth spending, or do you just roll over, you know?
7: Well, here, here's the deal. If if Cuba and Habanos or whatever arm wants to, you know, complain, if they were to have done that 20, 30 years ago uh, and say, hey, you know, Habano means a cigar from Cuba. You know, we want to protect the rights in the U.S. even though we can't sell it there. Then, you know, okay, fine, but 50 years have passed. 50 years passed, and they didn't give a dang, and I'm going to be careful here with the FCC, about enforcing their names or any type of designation of origin, as they call it. Now, when they think that money is to be made in the United States, they want to, um, and, and forgive me for saying this, uh, terrorize uh, you know people in this United States who own brands and have owned those brands for many years here from, uh, you know, keeping their trademarks. In some cases, they're attacking the registration of the trademark. In other cases, like Havana Club on the rum case, that's more about the use of the mark and some other things. So, you know, can I see their side of things? Of course I can. But would I have been more sympathetic 20, 30 years ago about their plight? Absolutely. Now it's just too, too, too little too late. You're either a capitalist or you're a communist. You can't be both.
3: Right. Now, you mentioned um, PDR, which is Pineda del Rios, uh, Abe Flores, uh, his trademark. I understand that he's having problems with that, as uh, the same thing as Havana, that this is an area of Cuba, and they, they want to put a stop to that, too?
7: Yes, yes. Uh, you know, very similar issues all abound, and and I and you know, to my surprise, a lot of people criticize me. You know, while you know, why are people stealing Havana Habanos? You know, just leave it alone. Pick another name. You know, well, first of all, buzz off. Number two, why do they have to pick on our guys after so many years of being silent? Uh, and number, you know, three, I guess, if I'm keeping track, um, there's an embargo, man. Can't sell your product here. I mean, the trademark office doesn't care about that argument. You know, but you can't sell your brand here. If you're so concerned about it, then change your rules or otherwise make concessions to the United States, allow the U.S. to make some concessions, and come to the table and stop with this B.S. Cold War mentality.
3: Why do we, as a country that has an embargo against them and and could care less about their laws and their things, that we even let them come into this country and fight over U.S. trademark? They should have no right to even come in here. Uh, We don't deal with that country. So, uh, you know, it's like an open door on this end. Let's us try to go over there and and, uh, handle trademark things on their country. They'll say, get out.
7: That's absolutely right. In fact, taking Bennett Gomez into consideration, he actually had his trademark registered in Cuba. Listen to this. About five or six years ago, he had Havana Sunrise registered. Well, he had Sunrise registered in Cuba, but the specimen that he submitted clearly showed the brand Havana Sunrise. They unilaterally canceled it without really offering him the opportunity to defend himself in Cuba. Okay? So give me that. Now, returning to your question about why do they have this right? Unfortunately, there well fortunately for some there are international treaties uh, that abound on the uh, on trademarks and allow for people. And so, through international treaties uh, and government regulations here in the United States, Cuba is allowed to register trademarks, attack trademarks, uh, that type of thing.
3: Uh oh, <laughs> I think we said something there again. <laughs>
2: Oh, poor Frank. You'd have to imagine that he'd have to be able to watch his mouth in the courtroom. Huh. And then. You know, but he's passionate. He's very passionate. I like him and, for and that. that. And that's what's going on there. But until we get satellite,
3: we're going to go with... Uh,
0: he, <laughs> he might have said something. We'll find out. But we have a listener while we're waiting here, Dave, okay. from uh, one of the folks on our chat box. Sure. They want to know if this Savannah debacle is going to have an influence or effect on La Giana. Gia-
3: I'm hacking the word here. La Gian Havana. Thank you. Well, I trademarked that brand, oh, my God, 17 years ago. Had to trademark. Everything was running. All of a sudden, I, I get a letter from um, Habanos saying... Um, um, we're disputing your trademark uh, I, I got an attorney I talked to him about it he said hundreds of thousands of dollars what's your production numbers on this and how much do you sell of it uh, I said so so what ends up happening I end up not having that brand anymore He says you can have the brand you just can't have the trademark so That's the brand
2: continues it at, yeah so the so b- we can still say, Giana, it, still, it still does. You just can't put the TM.
3: I've had that trademark before Habanos SA was even a company, before they even formed the Why
2: company. Why bother putting the trademark out it, to begin with?
3: Frank's then. back anyway, but, Frank, the, the, the fact of the matter is anybody can sue for anything, and it's going to cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight with them, right?
7: That's, that's exactly right, and that's the real crime here. They know that uh, if you look at the dollars and cents of the issue – that it uh, doesn't make sense for you to engage with an an attorney who is knowledgeable at this very narrow area of the law to defend yourself. And, unfortunately, they found someone like me because I do it for free. Uh, I haven't charged uh, at least one client I've been defending for ten years. I haven't charged him probably in nine years. Um, And, uh, you know, he said, listen, I can't fight. I said, let's keep the fight up. Uh, Many of the other people I've represented, nothing. Nothing at all. So, unfortunately, you know, as much as I am a thorn in their side and they may, you know, have their uh, very talented attorneys in New York uh, to, uh, you know, to pummel me, we're still here. We're still here in 10 years and we're still doing it. So, you know, we made the decision, I made the decision, you know, not to roll over. And uh, that's why we're talking on the phone right now.
2: Second job working at Store 24 or something, because if you're not charging for your legal services, how are you making your money?
7: Uh, Actually, that kind of work is probably about 5% of what I do. I do have other clients. Uh, I have other clients that pay me. Uh, I have small, stable clients I've had for about 10 years, and uh, I help them with their trademark matters.
3: Well, you're a good man for doing that. You uh because, you know, that is the issue. I know uh Kurt from Zykar, um when when I got um the letter, he got the letter at the same time and uh odd, the odd thing on his legal letter that was sent to him, my name was attached to his brand. Um so they must have been doing a whole bunch that day and just uh threw in some of the same names. That was the call I got from we tried to uh get together with some other people that have the same issue and try to go fight together, in other words. Like a
2: class action kind of thing. Yeah, an
3: opposite class action, which they said you can't do, and everybody would have to fight individually, which is this is their edge, and they they push somebody like me out. Uh, From what I understand, uh, the folks from Zykar continue to fight also. And um, I'm wondering if one day one of the guys beats uh, Habanos at that point is the precedent set and then everybody just uh, fault you know gets to make them roll over and you know we set precedents are we anywhere close to setting a precedent
7: yeah we are actually uh... for good or bad actually in my case in Guantanamera we appealed the trademark offices decision against us we went to the district of Columbia's uh, district court because that's the way it works there and we uh, won on summary judgment actually the judge said that they could not uh, that the, the Trademark Office did not uh, fully analyze the last element of what they call the 2E3 claim, the geographically deceptively misdescriptive claim. So that got kicked back on the remand to the Trademark Office. We've rebriefed that, and now we're waiting for an opinion from them. With whether I win or lose there, appeals will still be taken by either side. So this will go on for a couple more years, but this really is the seminal case on these issues for Cigars, uh, it will have some precedence in the Havana's cases, you know, the use of Havana because the one that I'm has different. But there is another case uh, was several, uh, one where somebody was steamrolled. They had Havana Club for cigars, and uh, they got steamrolled and that decision. It comes up quite a bit in Havana's favor, uh, but a really nice decision in the rum world, which is very similar. Uh, is the Havana Club case. Uh, circuit Court of Appeals actually just affirmed the uh, the district court and basically saying the Havana Club uh, can be owned and uh, continue um, for Bacardi. Now, they, they didn't really voice an opinion on whether it's registrable. They did say that it was not false advertising uh, because the bottles clearly say made in Puerto Rico. So there, there are lots of cases out there. Will precedent be set soon? Yes. Unfortunately, it's a very lengthy process. So,
2: play for a cigar company that wanted to use the name Havana if they put made in the DR as an well, example? Well, I
7: have.
3: Lagiana is made you in rolled over, though, like a big chicken. Well, chicken, $300,000 chicken. <laughs> well, now you know, Frank, you can fight it. Yeah. All right, too late now.
7: Yeah, well, it, it's it's a little different because there's different claims. One is whether the mark is registrable at the trademark office, so there's an analysis for that. And then, if someone were to bring an unfair competition, false advertising claim, you know, the question is whether you know it's 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 deceptive because of that under that part of the law. So they are related. There's overlapping. But it's a little different analysis. So yes, you can use Havana all you want on a cigar. You just can't register it at the moment because you'll get an objection or an opposition from Habanos. Um, now, if you were to sell Havana cigars and all over it, you said made in Havana, made in Havana, made in, you know, and, and put the seal on it and all that stuff. Well, you know that's that's obviously you're trying to deceive the public. And, and there were some cases like that. Um, In fact, uh, a couple people were arrested uh, and some counterfeiting cases in Miami years ago um, because of that. They had different arguments. They argued parallel marks that the marks are actually owned by you know people in the the U.S. and Cuba. Those are different issues. But um, what uh, what else can I say? (laughs) What
2: what is Frank? What is the benefit of registering a trademark to begin with? If it's going to be fightable and it's not objectionable to just have it on the box? Why not just put it on the box and not register it as a trademark?
7: Well, um, you're thinking like a reasonable person and someone that has not been well-advised. And you have no idea Uh,
3: that he is so not reasonable, but okay, go ahead.
7: (laughs) Um, A lot of people do that. A lot of people do uh, come out with a mark and simply just market the product and sell it. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to, you know, they haven't been well-advised or whatever, and they say, I'm going to try to register this without conducting a trademark search without talking to a trademark attorney that knows this area. So, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but uh, it's really a case-by-case basis.
3: Would uh, El Tromfador, Tatuaje's El Tromfador, would that fall into that?
7: No, that's uh, that's a different situation. I think if I remember that, he actually has a fight over Triumph, right,
4: yeah.
7: uh, with, uh, with a different company. I don't think Habanos is involved in that. Um, so that's more what they call 2D, likelihood of confusion. That's more of they're saying, hey, the translation of Triumphador is actually to Triumph. So, uh, so we think...
3: Uh, cigarettes, who has a cigarette as Triumph, says, okay, you can't have an El Triumphador cigar.
7: Right, right, right. So I can see where they come from on that aspect. I don't agree with them, um, and I don't really voice an opinion either way. But um, but I can see where you know they have standing. I can see where there's at least a reasonable basis to make those claims.
3: There, there was another one out there. I don't know if you uh, mob cigars who. Uh uh, the Tell law- me, the mob went after them. No, the lawsuit was from Job Rolling cigarette tobacco. Job, J-O-B, and mob. That it would confuse the public that thinks it was, it was that. And and the poor young man that that owns that company, uh, two years, two years fighting, to say the mob has nothing to do with Job Rolling papers. So this stuff gets ugly and costly and all that stuff. And it's the whole court system anyway. And yeah. Uh, you know, it slows everything down, and every pe- people can't have a business because of it. But anybody can sue anybody for anything. That's the the way it is in this country, right?
7: I'm, that's that's true, and that's unfortunate. But there are mechanisms by which you can claim that a litigant has brought something in bad faith. under in the federal uh, practice, it's called Rule Eleven. That means that the attorney that's filing it is making an affirmation as an officer of the court that the allegations uh, are supported by the facts and the law. Unfortunately, a lot of times um, people don't abide by that. In federal practice, you, you don't see people violating that very often. Um, in state practice, it's pretty common. Uh, but, unfortunately, just to resolve that issue requires time money. So,
3: Okay. Frank, thank you so much for coming, coming on. We're smoking the LCDC. I'm going to go with that for now. Uh, fantastic cigar. I wish you all the luck in the world. You're a good man, Frank Herrera. Thanks for joining us on the Cigar Authority.
7: Thank you, gentlemen. Take care.
3: All right, thank you. Frank Herrera, LCDC, we're going to go with that. Very, very nice. You know what? Before we go to break, I want to make a change right
2: here, right now. Oh, here we go. Right here, right now. All right. It's time for me to face the music here. Mr. Jonathan is going back as the producer Don't right wait. now. Whoa. We do not use the word back. Mr. Jonathan always is promoted. He's promoted as the producer. I'm being promoted to producer.
3: All right, get up, get up. Here we go. Up. All right. Right now. Chuck, you're in. Oh, boy. Chuck
2: is taking a seat. I don't
3: know if Chuck has ever actually been on camera. I don't think so. So this will be interesting. So we're going to switch. We're going to do the rest of the show like this. All right. Because Mr. Jonathan actually is going to be the producer next week. Because next week we have a special show that we're going to be doing in the Nashua store. Mr. Jonathan will be back as producer because Chuck is away. And uh, this is Chuck Morrison, everybody,
2: huh? Isn't he cute? What's up, guys? (laughs) So now on the chat box, I will be Cigar Spotlight for anyone that's confused. It's no longer Chuck behind the scenes. It's now Mr. Jonathan. Promoted to producer. Okay, so Chuck Morrison has Making Mountains
3: Move. That's his company. We'll talk about that when we come back. Also, events, promotions, how I made my millions. It isn't me. It's somebody else in the cigar world, and this guy's going to be on television, and he's going to tell how he made millions and millions of dollars. So I'm going to tell you about him and what that's coming up. Also, a sneak preview of Cigar Aficionado, Cigar Insider. Lots more coming up. Stick around, everybody. we got lots more show. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network.
0: Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe by a podcast and live video stream. Team up with The Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603 630 8041. That's 603 630 8041. Or send us an email at ads at Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes
3: your product or service. True or false, you don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller body green banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red banded Dos Ombre Honduran? Available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar. Period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet.
2: Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of Mr. Jonathan is MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. The back of the box is where all the
6: bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado.
4: Streaming online at 1510thezone.com WWZN
1: Boston this is the
0: Cigar Authority. Go, Harry! Go. The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar
1: brand. You to see some serious. Oh, oh, With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan.
0: Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the
3: Cigar Authority.
2: Well, look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one
3: I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some? Fun? we are back. We are back with the Cigar Authority. And uh we switch roles a little bit. This is Chuck Morrison, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Chuck. How are you doing, guys? Finally in front of the camera. Yeah. You've made it. You've made it. This is it. this is it.
2: <laughs> You've been demoted. Yeah. <laughs> And that's Mr. Jonathan back there. You don't see him. It's it's
3: a happier, healthier, nice, n- nicer. Uh...
2: I don't know. On the chat box, they're saying the view's not as good. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what they're saying? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, welcome, everybody.
3: to Cigar Sky Authority. Uh, I wish I could have talked uh, for hours uh, with Frank. Uh, I don't know how well it comes off of people are interested in it, and I'm very, very interested in these lawsuits because I know the players in it and stuff. And these guys, it's unbelievable he's doing it for nothing because this can be literally three hundred thousand dollars just to go to bat you know and it backed me off for sure and i didn't know frank or uh he would be doing the case for me for free so (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i want to say hello to the uh, four radio stations picking us up what do you got chuck martin Let's,
0: let's do it let's do it we got wwzn am 1510 the revolution in boston wghm 900 the game in nashua new hampshire WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio and our friends at Manchester, New Hampshire.
3: Along with that, streaming live across the globe on Ustream.tv. If you want to watch this mess or podcast on Podbeam, but you can get it all in one package, go on to the thecigarauthority.com, friend us on Facebook, especially David Garofalo, but...
2: Well let's Mr. talk let's let's talk about that a little bit because you you've uh, thrown your hat into the ring about five times now trying to catch him and uh, I noticed you're still about 20 behind. All right. I'm coming I'm coming on. You, I, you, your friend number has been the same for a little while. It, what, it is. What's with that? It's the people from Facebook that don't want me doing that anymore. <laughs> <so>. What
0: percentage <laughs> of the people do you guys actually know? Because I'm checking the status, there, and I'm seeing you guys on like a 10-minute basis. Mr. Jonathan has added 27 new friends. Dave Garofalo,
2: I know about, new friends. I know about two-thirds of the people for real on Facebook. and oh, 3,000 people? You know, I know about you know people I've gone 2, to high school with, people. college with, DJed for. They've come to my events, so I do know about 2,000 of them. About 1,000 of them are people with the word cigar in their name, and I say yes just because, you know, it's not bad advertisement to get them hooked on the Cigar Authority.
3: Um, on a personal level, not very many at all. Because It's uh, yeah. uh, the truth. Um, the... Friends and stuff that I grew up with, I I, treat it more on on a business end. My my whole life is about cigars nowadays anyway. It has been for about 26 years. But, you know, honestly, I don't want to bump into the uh, old girlfriends or uh, whatever it is. Uh, It's... uh, Cigar people are my friends. That's how it is nowadays. Uh, some of these people I I wouldn't know. Uh, I've bumped into them at the trade show that just went by. They maybe pop in the store and stuff, and I recognize their face and we're Facebook friends or whatever it is. But uh, it's a it's a phenomenon to me of, of you know. And I'm a, a student of marketing to begin with. It is a marketing phenomenon. Yes. That it is uh, how how it works. It's amazing to me, and I want to learn more about it and how it goes. And it, very very interesting. And, and Mr. Jonathan's an expert, and I'm riding right with you, and I don't even
2: know what I'm doing, so it's not bad. I actually, Chuck, I'll teach him something yeah. over and over and over again. He literally just doesn't get it. It's amazing. But he takes action on it, though, right? He does. He, well, he tries it in the in the moment, and then looks like my friend Scott from uh, Moe's Italian Subs is swinging by. What do we got in there?
3: I don't yeah. know. It looks Look like a stuff. I'm, <laughs> Thank I'm you very interested. much. This is Moe's right behind us, right? Yeah.
2: Great wow. stuff.
3: I go for the turkey mow with the hot oil. Yes. Because that, to me, the hot oil oh, makes, makes all it, the difference in the world. It. We got munchies. Okay. No lettuce. They tell me no lettuce, no yes. American cheese. <laughs> I'm not an American cheese guy anyway. I'm, I'm all American, but it's provolone. It's, it's all a what it's sub called. shop
2: that doesn't have lettuce, which I hate lettuce to begin with. It's so perfect. A, there's no nutrients con- in it whatsoever. But you complain because they don't have it. No, it saves me from having to say no lettuce. But what I do, the game I like to play, and Scott sees me doing it, and thank God he stays quiet. When they're breaking in a rookie, and I walk in on Saturday mornings, he sees me coming, he goes in the back room and gets ready for a laugh, and I go up and I order he's a lettuce.
3: Hiding, he's hiding from you. He's, <laughs> he's hiding,
2: but you saw him. I order a lettuce and uh, American cheese sandwich, and sometimes the rookie will actually start looking for the lettuce and the American cheese. They're like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, and he yells out at the back, we don't have American cheese or lettuce. And then their eyes just are a wide open. They're standing at me agape. They Not, can't deliver Now, you
3: their... as a vegetarian, what do you get? Which what, are your choices? Every there? other
2: vegetables. I like tomatoes, cucumbers. But um, what's, what's the meat of the sandwich? There's no meat because I'm a vegetarian. So it's a, a lettuce sandwich? No, there's no lettuce either. I mean a salad sandwich. It's a salad sandwich without the lettuce. But cheese? Yeah, a little cheese on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Mayo, mustard, any of that? Oh, not mayo. That stuff makes me gag. You do the hot oil? Oh, the hot oil is where it's at. That's where it's Although at. Although this morning, I'm getting all I can out of wearing white before Labor Day, so I'm rocking mm-hmm. the white pants. I got no oil this morning. I couldn't take any chances.
3: I noticed that as we went to break, and the big ash that fell, fell on, on that song fell all over oh. him. And I enjoy it. It's the little things in
2: life that <laughs> yeah, <they> really. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. At his expense. So anyway, Moe's right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, in Salem. New Hampshire.
2: And I go Tell to Tell him, brother. Mr. Jonathan sent you. They'll take care of you. Yeah, I, I would skip They'll that give you the finger, and they'll throw you out. I would skip that
3: <laughs> if I were you. <laughs> so, uh, new cigar aficionado coming out. It's going to be the um, October issue. Uh, live from New York, it says. That's what the cover's going to say when it comes out. And um, the cigar we're going to smoke next is going to be the La Reloba. Another one of those Spanish words and stuff. This is a Don Pepino Garcia cigar. La Reloba. We've carried it for a while, and they are falling in love with this cigar. It's got good ratings in the past. This is the Sumatra. It's got good ratings in the past, but this time it's off the charts. They're rating this 94. And what I'll say amazing about this 94, it's a $6 cigar. So there is another 94 on here, which is the uh, Padrone 1926 number 9, actually one of my favorite, favorite cigars in the $20 range. This is $6. $6 cigar. I'm telling you, value is where it's at anyway. I don't know if they give it.
2: Does it appear with Cigar Aficionado? They gave the J. Fuego original origins. a high rating. That wasn't them. I'm that. I'm sorry, that No was European cigars. I'm 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 confused. I'm sorry. Okay. It does seem then I'll change it. It seems that cigar. as the producer magazines. of the show you're doing an awful lot of talking from the other side of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck's doing almost no talking. I'm trying no, to
3: fill in. That, that's <laughs> don't, you don't have to fill in. We got lot we got I got lots to say about Chuck Morrison. I just wanted to make sure we get the cigar lit up. Again I'm gonna use my C A N H Cigar Association in New Hampshire Lighter. Nice and I wanna give them one more commercial. Go to any reputable smoke shop in new hampshire and you're gonna see at the counter a display of lighters they're only three dollars they're refillable regular flame lighters with adjustable on them it's only three bucks which is a great buy to begin with What makes it even better Is a dollar towards every one of those purchases. There it is right by the register there. A dollar goes to the Cigar Association of New Hampshire, which is used for lobbying efforts. All the cigar stores pay into this to try to help it. We're lucky here in New Hampshire. Premium cigars has no tax. We're trying to overturn things like smoking laws and things like that, try to bring back this country, most certainly this state, back to live free or die and give the respect to the restaurant owners, the store owners to decide whether they want smoking in the store or not. Let the government tell us what to do.
2: Do you think that the cigar magazines are going to start giving less expensive cigars, higher ratings... Now that the Cigar Authority has started beating them, so, them up, that's where I was going.
3: I want to pat myself on the back, but I think we have nothing to do with what happens at Cigar Aficionado at all. I would love to say we do, but um, they uh, dance to a different drummer. Um, my my feeling is they dance to advertising, and it's, it's not Consumer Reports. It's a great magazine. It has certainly helped my business when they came out in 1992, bringing to the forefront a... Highly glossed, beautiful publication instead of some newspaper crappy thing or something. They put it, they made cigars look like uh, they were here to stay, and they've done a great, great job. I have issues with. With um, <laughs> ratings, I have issues with um, giving high ratings to Cuban cigars of all things, and, and highly praising Cuba, Fidel Castro, putting them on the cover in the issue, and lots of different things like that. But hey, they they've come out with many many issues, so uh, you know they've done some great things. They've done some things that I don't care for. Maybe people loved it. Well, the one
2: that, the one that stuck out in my mind when I was younger, getting into it, is they had Arnold on the cover, and that's when I realized that Arnold was a cigar smoker. Speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh? What do you call this thing? That what a tie-in or intro? What's it called? <laughs> segue. A segue. Uh, You're welcome. Former, can I,
3: thank you. Uh, former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was caught with a cigar in his mouth at Salzburg Airport in his native Australia, smoking at airports in Australia. And I think
2: okay, is it anywhere Austria? in the
3: world? Austria.
2: Okay, yeah. uh, Austria. Is illegal. Pronounce my country wrong. I will kill you. <laughs>
3: hey, Arnold just walked in. Like, I <laughs> uh, but a spokesman from the facility suggested no charges would be filed. Meanwhile, anti-tobacco groups vowed a lawsuit for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow.
2: Because they get the loser they, of the week award. They, right do, there. they yeah. just they
3: just get pissed off that somebody, God forbid, is enjoying themselves after what he's gone
2: through with. I'm sure it wasn't yeah. on purpose either. He's not trying to make a scene. He forgot the cigar was in his mouth and just walked in. It happens. You get off the plane. You walk out. Sometimes it looks like you're even
3: outdoors or something. You grab the cigar. This this is a guy that I'm sure smoked in his own house, mm-hmm. whatever he wanted, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right? Among yeah. uh, other
3: things. Right. And uh, so he ends up, uh, the do-gooders are going to try to file a lawsuit again. Come on. Filling up the uh, the system with frivolous lawsuits against Arnold Schwarzenegger, for accidentally lighting up or whatever. Rudy
2: is. says uh, his favorite uh-huh. cigar aficionado is the one with Kramer on the cover. Mm. Oh, nice. In 97. Which, <coughs> that guy's all done. Yeah, he is.
3: What's, what's going on with him? Uh, you know, I looked him up, actually, because I, I was uh, interested in doing a cigar event and actually hiring him to come. Sure. And was this
2: after the incident?
3: This was recently. So, so after? Yeah. 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 Uh, the incident, the N-word yeah. incident. Yeah. Uh, comedian, he said what he said, whatever it is.
2: They only beat him up because the show that he was on was so wholesome. <sighs> You know, they, they, they rode the line of riding the line. They wouldn't even get near the line of inappropriate, but they would hint at it. If the shrinkage episode comes to mind. They, they made
3: with, they made fun of Jewish because they were primarily Jewish anyway, a lot. It's comi it's comedic, you know what I mean? And and uh, sticks and, sticks and stones will break my bones. What did it happen to that? Yeah. Sticks and stones will break my bones. Anyway, uh, La Reloba. Don Papin Garcia, that's what we're smoking. Right off the bat, I'll tell you, much much stronger than what we just smoked. Ooh, you know,
2: I'm not getting the pepper that I usually get from a pean product, though. What are you getting? Don't put me on the spot like that. I didn't say I was ready for a flavor of the week. I'm you, just. Do you want me to tell you what they say about it?
3: Yeah. Okay. They say the tip was a little bit soft before cutting, uh, but it's draw and burn perfectly. Uh, the draw and burn is pretty perfect for me. I don't know about Absolutely you. Absolutely
2: perfect. Yeah.
3: Uh, showing remarkable balance in complexity, and I would say that is correct too, very complex, uh, from coffee and vanilla to toast and minerals.
2: I don't know what minerals are. Minerals is pushing it. I did get a little bit of that vanilla flavor right on the light. If you look on the end of the cigar that your mouth goes on, you can see that there's no spots that aren't perfectly... Bunched in. Sometimes you look at the end of a cigar, and there's a spot where the, maybe was a stem kind of in there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like they de-stemmed the leaf. They really did a nice job on the inside. Very well packed.
3: Yeah. Solid. Yeah, it is packed solid, yet even it draws.
2: Down, even down to... Where it's lit, yeah. it doesn't get spongy. It
3: is, that is pretty amazing, that feeling the cigar, if you're the type of consumer that goes in a cigar store and does the uh, Whipple thing, squeezing the shaman yeah, yeah. deal, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which I see all the time, and I say, what are you doing? And they say, uh, just squeezing the cigars. For what? What is it? Well, soft, hard, or whatever. This thing couldn't be more solid than it is right now. It's packed. And the drawer is absolutely perfect. So that doesn't always tell you something. A soft cigar, the roller twists the bunch before they end up doing it. It's soft, yet the bunch was twist. The bunch twisted, therefore the drawer is bad. So that's not always a uh, thing. You squeeze a cigar and you do it, not at the head of the cigar, on the foot of the cigar, to see if the cigar is moist, to see if, if it crunches and crackles, mm. it's too dry.
2: Yeah, the thing you you want to be down near the end, hold it right up to your ear, and just very, right. very gingerly roll that's it. That's it. A new pet peeve of mine that I'm noticing is people putting their hands on the end of the cigar where your, that mouth, your goes. mouth
3: goes, and then they squeeze it. They crack the cap, and they say yeah. this is not good. So we end up smoking
2: all the cracked caps where people put their hands. Then they put their hands. That's on disgusting. Them. Yeah. So I'm, that's becoming <clears throat> a new phobia, just like sharing the uh, cutter. Yep. Schmuckus Cutter.
0: All right. yeah, I'm getting like an oaky uh, barrel taste myself.
2: Really? Yeah, I like it. I've actually seen Chuck lick oak barrels. Really? Kind of
0: like
3: have. a bourbon oak barrel.
2: I always thought he like had that. pica, which is that disease <laughs> pregnant women get when they don't get enough minerals, so they eat soil.
3: It is amazing to me there is no pepper taste to this. And it's the only Papine Garcia cigar I can even remember that didn't have that unique papine. Black pepper taste, and it's not on the cigar. So it's the first one I've had. So that gets a 94 rating. So did the Padron 1926, followed by Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary Robusto, which I like very much, uh, 92. And there's a cigar that I taste um, cognac, that cigar. Really? It's like the tobacco's been kept in cognac barrels from before you even light the cigar. You can even smell it. I bet you anything that, the, that that tobacco is in cognac barrels.
2: Hmm. That's probably a secret Rocky Patel wouldn't
3: tell you. But this is the one I wanted to get to. Uh, rated 91, the E.P. Carillo New Wave Connecticut. This has to be the first wrap cigar they rated over 90 in many, many,
2: many years. I'm telling oh. you, they are watching us, and they're realizing they're behind the curve, and they're trying to catch up. Connecticut tends to always get poor ratings from them.
3: A cigar that's milder, sweeter, more balanced cigar, they, they, they're into more heavy cigars. This is the first time. I, I'm i very, very happy to see that. First mm-hmm. off, I think it's a great cigar that they did anyway. They got it right. Here's a Connecticut cigar, a milder cigar. Uh, Ernesto Carrillo did a great job at blending the cigar. Uh, I actually... Um, talked with him and his son uh, maybe a year and a half ago or whenever and they were talking about what do you think about putting a Connecticut cigar out. I said it's gonna be your best seller. They tend to be the best sellers that are out there. I highly recommend you do it. Years ago as La Gloria Cubana he came up here, it must have been eight years ago and they did what they called a trunk show and they made a special Gloria Cubana that you had had to order that day and it was a Connecticut La Gloria Cubana, never done again. Wow. I bought a bunch of them for my personal use. I still have some. And I shared a cigar with um, with Ernesto and his son uh, and myself, and we smoked a Connecticut. Um, while he was talking to that about me, I said, well, you've done it before. Here it is. Oh, my God. That Very was a long cool. time ago. And um, he ended up doing it, and he hit a grand slam with it. So, uh, and... He got the rating that I told him he wouldn't get. I said Ninety-one. The, I said, the thing is, you're going to make a great cigar, but it's never going to get the good rating at Cigar Aficionado. And I'm happy to say I was wrong, and they gave it to him. So good for you, Cigar Aficionado. Oh, this is the this is the Glory Cubana um, made for Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, this is eight, eight nine years ago. Uh, the cellophane's all yellow on it. This was a Glory Cubana they made, trunk show collection. Wow. Wow. Um, this is a Cameroon Glory Cubana that was never ever done before, and it's like a short story. It's a small cigar, um, and it's a uh, Cameroon wrap. And the Cameroon that was used on this was the same Cameroon that was used on Potigas 150. Okay. So this was a rare, rare cigar. Oh. Another one.
2: That's are... you gave me one of those in your office, and that yeah, was thank you. that is still my number one favorite cigar
3: it's ever. A pretty awesome cigar. And when you get an opportunity to get some rarity things like that, you know. It's really something to have the cigar, and I bought enough of them that they end up lasting, but I tend to go to them because they're, they're that great. Sure. So we'll continue to smoke them and enjoy our life smoking these good cigars. So that's Cigar Aficionado. I want to get to Chuck Morrison right now. You heard him. You hear him a little bit behind the scenes, and we talk about it and ring the bell when we mention <laughs> making mountains move every once in a while. Sure. Explain to our listeners out there what you do and what Making Mountains Move is all about.
0: Yeah, thanks, Dave, for the opportunity. It's, uh, you know, I consider myself a uh, rescuer of corporate slaves. Essentially what Making Mountains Move is about is taking a dreamer and turning him or her into an achiever. So, you got a dream. The whole premise of making mountains move is to make that a reality. Get out of the rat rat race. Yes. That's and, my story. Do what I was, you love. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. I was the guy what, that was stuck in the rat race. What did race.
2: you do in the corporate world?
0: Oh, you name it, Jonathan. I did it. I, I did carpentry, sales, customer service, background in radio, which I still love. I'm still active, obviously, in radio. It's a passion of mine. So, I always teach you about to follow your passion. Do something that you're
3: passionate about, which sure. is why I do this. I love it. And, it. and it's not like working anymore. It's not working anymore. Yeah. It's not like. So, and and you work for the for the New England Patriots. Sure, yep, Doing, doing the radio broadcast for them. Yeah, and, and if you listen to New England Patriots radio, you'll hear his name
2: broadcasted at the end. Yeah, Gil Santos says it every time at the end. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. blown away. I know him. I actually <laughs> listen to that part more than I listen to any other part. <laughs> Is he gonna say Chuck? Is he gonna say Chuck? Oh, he said it.
3: I know that guy. So Making Mountains Move is a website, makingmountainsmove.com, and and there is, uh, when you go on there, there is a lot of free things.
0: Yeah. All about giving right now, David. It's it's a building phase for us right now. We're trying to grow the brand. We do a weekly podcast, getting an amazing response from that. We've got listeners from all over the world, over 12,000 subscribers right now. uh, Unbelievable. 12,000? Yeah. It's at a point right now where not a day goes by that I'm not getting some kind of email, whether it's a question, uh, a a gratitude response. Thanks for the message. It's helpful. Me in this endeavor, so we're really just you know we're really just starting the movement now. So it's Who's a great we? time. Well, it's myself. I have my wife helping me a little bit nice. with some marketing. efforts. I
2: didn't know if maybe you had a mouse in your pocket or there was a new staff that I didn't know about that you hired. No, no. Uh, you were holding out on me. <laughs> no, no.
3: I do a lot of outsourcing. So and, and also they can find you on Facebook. Also, sure, making mountains sure. move and. So the freebie stuff is there and uh, you learn and you, you do your podcast and there's some videos out there and things of you talking about how to little tips of the weeks and yeah, things like yeah. that.
0: Can I give one right now?
3: Go on, yeah, yeah. Right. You
0: want this is this, you want to you want an instant change? You want instant change in your life? Yes. Do one thing a day that you don't want to do. Do one thing a day that you don't want to do, because we all have this tendency, right, to procrastinate. And what is procrastination, but not doing the things that you don't want to do? Well,
2: I did well, that already. I'm standing over here instead of being on camera. We would
0: call that making mountains, brother. All
2: right. that's my mountain. Here but if you
0: if you make a commitment to yourself to do one thing each day that you don't want to do, after 30 days, send me an email, because you will have some massive, massive change. And you're going to grow as a person. You're going to grow as a person. If it's your job, taller if it's already. your business, yeah. Try it. Do it. Do it for 72 hours. Three days. Just do it for three days. One thing you there don't you want go. to do each day. You're gonna at the end of the month, you're gonna be like, "Oh my God,
3: I, you got some things accomplished." Because you just keep pushing that thing off. You don't want to do whatever it is. Yeah, I gotta clean the garage. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna clean the garage. I'm not
2: gonna do it. Sure. Are you still doing the UStream webcasts? uh no (laughs) because i've tuned in a couple of times and oh my god are you a cheerleader on there like you are so even more than you are in person you are the next level of upbeat high energy you should go back he always
3: is i get a phone message from and it's hey (laughs) david garofalo it's chuck morrison seven o'clock in the morning stop being so happy (laughs) (laughs) i want to choke you right um when is, uh, you know, somebody wants to go forward and, and say, you know, we're getting these free information from you, but I want to go forward. I want to go all the way sure, in.
0: Sure, sure. So I do some coaching. I have some coaching programs that are available. Um, it's kind of limited now. I don't want to overextend myself. It's really, there's a lot of dedication and care in that. It's one-on-one consulting, basically working together. You've got a dream. You have an, an idea, getting that idea out of you onto paper, into reality, making it, in most cases, a business, right? I mean, a lot of people that are, that are like me, stuck in a job that have this passion, this idea to do something completely different. Well, it's going to remain an idea, it's going to stay in your head till you get it out. And that first step is just to get it on paper. Play with it in your imagination, whether it's drawing it out, writing it out, Start from there, right?
3: And then we just kind of work through the formalities of making it an actual reality. I like the name of it and everything because it says everything. You know, you want to make a mountain
2: I catch a, myself saying it to people when I'm talking about something difficult. I go, yeah, I'm making mountains move. Love it. Right. Other. right it's a catchphrase Tony now. Blake actually says he has a daily movement he wanted you guys to know about that we all do yeah. hopefully <laughs> if you have enough branding yeah, you, yeah. if you're like, eating enough lettuce <laughs> you're <good. All> right. <laughs> that's fantastic
3: Tony Blake yeah. uh, speaking of a guy that has made mountains move mm. Rocky Patel mm. Here's a guy, uh, and speaking of a lawyer, I mean, the guy was an attorney, yeah. Gets, gets uh, and I, I was happy to be there in the early stages of um, Indian Tobacco, which was his first brand that came out, and then he comes out with Rocky Patel, and he's, he's a hard, hard-working guy, and he's 15, you know, we talked about his, his highly rated 15th in, uh, anniversary cigars. 15 years that he's out there. This guy has done the unbelievable, and he, no luck at all into this. This guy worked like a dog, and he continues to do so. Well, the good news is uh, I got this information this week. An up-and-coming CNBC profile TV show of How I Made My Millions. I guess it's a new show coming out. I don't know a lot about it. But on Monday, August 15th, 9 o'clock, Rocky Patel will be profiled on the long-running, long-running, so I guess this thing's been out there, Fantastic. CNBC show called How I Made My Millions. How I Made My Millions is a program that goes behind the curtain and reveals how everyday people have taken extraordinary ideas and then
2: and turned them into extraordinary businesses. Well, I know it, his secret is he sleeps less and works more than his competitors. So that's why he's where he is. Well,
3: and, and I'm gonna. I've known him for a long, long time and had a lot of talks with him. But I am so interested to see this uh, of how they portray it and stuff because didn't he start they, out of his garage? Yeah. Yeah, he had his uh, one of his uh, guest rooms was his humidor yeah. for his cigars. Yeah. So CNBC, How I Made My Millions. Uh, look for it. Uh, the show are going to be, that's a Monday night, uh, August 15th. It'll be 9 p.m. Uh, 9 p.m., it doesn't say what, 12 a.m. ET, which is Eastern Time, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's actually midnight. Uh, I'm going to have to tape that or DVR. We don't tape yep. things C-ball. anymore. Whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then it re-ears again on Friday, that Friday Um, At 9 p.m. and then 1 a.m.
2: Huh. This may be why we've never
3: seen it. Now, let me ask you this. If it's three hours time difference, that would be 12 o'clock. And then when it re-ears, it's 9 and 1. That doesn't make any sense.
2: This is what confuses me nowadays. In the digital age, in each time zone, couldn't NBC just... Run things at 8 o'clock so that the poor people in California aren't getting out think, of work. You would think. To watch primetime TV. Sure, sure. I, I mean, wouldn't want to live there. Primetime from 6 to 8? I'm not interested. I'm yeah. still working. Now, they're obviously taking care of the California people
3: out here because 9 o'clock. Perfect. And then we got to wait till 12 or 1 in the morning to do it. And I'm going to have to get into DVR instead of taping. But uh, Let me me, me ask you this,
0: Dave. The the reason you want to watch it, it's twofold, right? One, you know him personally, so you have an interest level there. But it's the rags-to-riches story that are the best, right? The ones that have overcome the adversities. I mean, a guy that was a lawyer, a practicing lawyer, and started out of a garage, a passion to do cigars. That's a
3: cool story, starting from scratch. I mean, those are the best types of stories, I think. Well, he did it. And uh, it's going to be interesting how they portray it, because a lot of people don't even want to touch the tobacco industry anyway. Cigars, things, blah, blah, blah. He had done a, uh, for for a couple of years, there was camera crews following him around for a reality show that was going to be called The Cigar Czar. And this was going to be Rocky Patel in a reality thing. And I had met the guy that was the producer of it, who produced some big, big things. Mm. And they passed on it because of the The... active thing, because of the tobacco thing. And can you do it without holding a cigar and going around into the cigar stores and without showing cigars this is the whole thing he he
2: made millions of dollars in the cigar business that would be like chuck doing an event and not having giant rocks in his pocket to demonstrate (laughs) how he makes mountains move making
3: mountains move there you go so uh hey, hey good for him rocky patel he certainly did it and i'll tell you everybody in the industry knows it he he worked hard for it and uh that's the way it is. There has been yeah. very, very few people that lucked into it, and if they did, it was a short run anyway. So this guy's been on top for many, many years, uh, and he's at the top of the game right now. So good for Rocky Patel. That's awesome. Uh, doing a great, great job out there. Uh, new stuff to our shelves that came in this week. We mentioned E.P. Carrillo with the Connecticut Shade. We've had that for a while. Well, the new Maduro version, which we had on the show very early on, uh, is finally on the shelves. I'll tell you, I smoked it. It was better now than it was. Oh, and excellent. And that's why they didn't put it out. Really, they sent us some samples of it, and they don't don't release it. Well, this is money. You think they're holding back because no, just wait until the time is right. No, we we're holding back till the cigar is right. It's a Here's living, a
2: breathing product. It's not yeah. something that you can just release when it's immature because it doesn't taste right. Yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of go past is sampling a product that isn't ready
3: for release. You get past some of the tastes that are there and you try to look forward to what it
2: what it's going to be. And if you got a good palate, you're able to do it. As a retailer, do you find yourself looking at the band first and saying, "Okay, I made up my mind this is going to sell, not going to sell based on who's on the band?" Then you smoke it and go, "Okay, is this good enough?" to be able to sell the band is that the game that you play a lot of times you gotta give everything
3: consideration unfortunately um, a lot of times i get cigars without bands on it a little paper bands with numbers on it and this is the sample i w- i will get well in advance sometimes it's the complete package and you look at the complete package and you say this thing is going to sell simply yay like anything uh... you know You look at a girl and you look at the outside package before you get to know that she's a nut and, you know, whatever. (laughs) But you've taken her out already. Um, With a cigar, the first thing and only thing you can look at is how it's packaged and what it looks like. And then you say, I'm going to give this a try based on the visual.
2: I do it as a DJ. I show up with turntables. I certainly could have two laptops and I could have the party go just as well just playing off a laptop on an ipod but when people walk in and they see me in my outfit with my hat standing behind turntables the assumption is i know what i'm doing even though i don't but the assumption is i do i must be a better dj than everyone else because look i'm playing on vinyl you you are a disc jockey therefore a disc
3: yeah and you know unless they change the name of it to laptop disc jockey or something <laughs> it's you, you know lj you're right Um, So anyway, the Carrillo is here. The Maduro is here. Uh, It is better than it was even on the sampling, which we liked it to begin with. Now I'll tell you, it is ready, and this guy is hitting it out of the ballpark. Hitting it out of the ballpark. And um, the new cigar coming out of um, Crown Heads that hasn't even been released yet, it turns out it's going to be the first uh, product that – and that's what Carrillo is making for somebody else. So, you know, this guy hasn't missed yet since he's been out there. He's, he's hitting them out of the ballpark. So uh, we look forward to that. That isn't in yet. Uh, Tatuaje, seventh, Kappa Especial. New cigar that came in. Don't know a lot about it. There it is on the counter. Haven't smoked it yet. I got a lot of catching up to do with that bronchitis I had. I yeah. got a lot of smoking. And I'm, I'm chain smoking, but I got a lot of catching up to do. Good news for you, Mr. Jonathan. Dos Ombre Box Press is back. Nice. This was a product uh, we put out this year. Uh, we bought a year's worth, and they were gone in three weeks. Wow. Uh, it is unbelievable how it's selling. It's a very, very low-priced cigar in the $2 range, but uh, and phenomenal. Good for you. And uh, the cigar we just smoked today, LCDC.
1: Yes, yes.
3: Like that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. It's like easy, that. right? Yeah. It's like the ACDC, LCDC Lux. Caridad del Cobre. It's uh, and, and good cigar. Um, I only smoked the Connecticut so far, and I will go through that little pyramid that you said that tastes like uh, gingerbread with uh, vanilla ice cream on it. sounds delicious to me, so I'll be looking forward to that, along with uh, have a little fun after lunch, smoking the uh, Calibra.
0: How's this thing doing for you?
3: Uh I like it. I like it. It uh, Started off a little, a little more aggressive than I would take like because they tend to be full body, but calm
2: down a lot. I'm actually loving standing here because I can make eye contact with you, make a finger gesture, and then yeah. I get to talk. It's oh. awesome. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the, I, uh, I think we have a new setup here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I first lit this up. The, I didn't get the coffee immediately until you said it, and then I think I'm subliminally hypnotized yeah. in tasting coffee. I got the vanilla. I hate that, too. It was, I almost
3: don't want to hear it because I, exactly. when I do, I'm yeah. like,
2: okay, it, it, you ended up getting me on it. Where I was not getting the pepper like you'd normally get from a pepin product, I was still getting a little bit of the... Um, spice? The I don't like to say spice because that makes it sound like it was attacking my tongue. It warmed up my entire mouth as though something spicy yeah. had been in there. yeah and been gone but it wasn't a direct pepper bomb it was the after effect of the pepper that's it like drinking a white pepper milkshake but
3: without hey. the milkiness all right let's take a break That means you're going to have to do something over there. Just push a button. And when we come back, we're going to talk about all the different cigar events, including a big cigar event coming next week. We're going to be at live that you don't want to miss. i got industry news and lots more coming up. So stick around, everybody. Mr. Jonathan, you're doing the right thing over there? I hope so. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
6: Flor
0: de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity. For luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine.
6: Fleur de Lorraine. Lorraine.
0: Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural Or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere.
6: Fleur de Lorraine.
0: Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi. This is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can get ...guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to
1: make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune... And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the Classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The Classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic Cigars. The name says it all, sir.
4: The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale. And some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to ThatShortSaleGuy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to ThatShortSaleGuy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to ThatShortSaleGuy.com
5: Please enjoy responsibly.
3: Okay, we're back with the Cigar Authority, and this Chuck Morrison sitting beside me. What's up? I think it's a prettier show. The whole thing is actually looking better. The sound is okay. I'm going to see if he's messing. He's looking like he's a little confused. It's i don't get confused. It's Mr. Jonathan on the Wheels of Steel over there. And uh, we got lots of cigar events coming up. This is the time of year. Uh, they're starting to pile up. I got a, a couple that I definitely want to mention to you. The reason why Mr. Jonathan's back in there learning the board a little bit is next week, you're not here. Yeah. Because you're is a Patriots. Yeah. So I thought he was demoted.
2: No, Mr. um. Jonathan does not get demoted. (laughs) (laughs) When are you guys going to get that through your your thick skulls?
3: (laughs) Um, Next week, we are going to uh, do the show live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. That's off Route 3, exit 1 um, into Nashua, New Hampshire. And uh, we're going to do the show live from there, and we're going to try to do it live outdoors. I'm so bummed I'm not going to be here for yeah. this.
0: I'll let you talk, but I am so
2: bummed. Um, I'm pumped to see how the kissing booth goes. That's the thing that's sticking in my brain. I want to know how they're pulling that off. Well, How do you get pretty girls to just make out with random fat guys? Money, baby. With right? cigar breath. Yeah, you don't know about this. I'm going to tell you right now. Two Guys Smoke Shop
3: presents... Look at heavy. Next week, August 20th, Two Guys Smoke Shop presents the Smoking Car Show. Okay, so it's going to be smoking cars, smoking girls, and smoking cigars. This Saturday, a week from today, August 20th, with a rain date of August 21st. Please, God, don't let it rain. Uh, we're going to do it no matter what. Uh, we have to do the show yeah, no matter, the matter what. For sure. <clears throat> the folks from Zycar are coming up, so we're going to do the show with them. This is 15 Spitbook Road, Nashville, New Hampshire, Two Guys Smoke Shop. Again, exit one off Route 3. Um, the car show starts at 11 o'clock to 4. We go live um, on the radio at 12 noon to 2. Um, there will be, from what I understand, 100 modified Hot rod rod style, awesomeness. We're also going to bring in our 1936 Cadillac Fleetwood. Which is virgin in every way. That's right. That's what you say. That's what I say. (laughs) And we're going to bring that there. We're going to give that uh, away in September uh, at our anniversary party. But we're going to show it off. uh, And I don't know if it's something to show off compared to the, the cars that are going to be there. But from what I understand, there's going to be even... What's the big giant trucks to crush monster cars? Monster trucks. Monster. You've got a monster truck coming in. Cool. This thing is going to be awesome. This
2: is the funny thing about this guy, Fred Smith, is... I, I've always thought when it comes to events that you're a little off your rocker. He is certifiable crazy. Love it. He says, not only is he getting a monster truck, but now he's trying to get a junk car... To crush. If he has to buy it himself, he'll get it. And the monster truck will be parked on top of... Right. The car. He's awesome. Fred Smith's Smith Fest. We'll get into that, which is the whole thing.
3: I got. we got to actually have him on the show That's whole. explain yeah. to him on the Smith Fest. But um, there's going to be multiple trophies given away. We're going to have a Miss Smoke Show contest. This is I'm ne- entering that. This is next week. You <laughs> tell the Pats to skip the game yeah, and come to, to the show. Yeah. See, see if they can do it. Um, but it's brought to you... Uh, by uh, SmithFest, the Ivy Hall, the Cigar Authority, Mr. Jonathan, Bob's Crews, and all the money uh, raised will be given for awareness of uh, uh, funds for awareness for Make-A-Wish Foundation in families with spinal muscular atrophy.
2: This is uh, every year the board for SmithFest votes on what charities they're going to give the money to, and so those are the two that Got the most votes in their thing. They actually have a board. Uh, Fred Smith no longer sits on the board because he is the director of their operations. He moves around and he makes mountains move.
4: Literally, he sure does. Yeah,
2: he sure does. Um, so anyway, that's
3: this uh, a week from today, and uh, you know we'll throw lots of stuff on our Facebook and let you know. Uh, um, again, all the information on it. If you can make it by, it's going to be a great time. Hopefully the weather's going to turn out nice. And uh, they tell me there's going to be a kissing booth and all this other stuff. Lots more surprises that are going to go on. But also the folks from Zykar are going to get there running all kinds of promos uh, on their HC cigars and all the different accessories. So it's going to be a great, great day. That's next Saturday. I'm um, uh, talking with Frank Herrera, and I noticed his name on there the following week, which is August 28th. Um, we're going to uh, do the show on the 27th. On the 28th is a Sunday, so again, um, Chuck can't make it. Detroit, you're going to be in Detroit Rock City. Okay, for doing the
2: Patriots again. Yeah. They're going to play like every week. Yeah. What's this is going unacceptable, Chuck. This is your full-time every-week job. You anyway. can tell them <clears throat> they can go whatever. Okay, you
3: shut up because you're not going to be there either <laughs> because you can't make it. Mike Havy's going to jump in. Who has never done any of this stuff before? I love
0: what Havy said, by the way. This is this is Havy. He's kind of learning the elements of the broadcast, the equipment, the technology, if you will. And he this it sums it up brilliantly. He said, "As far as technology goes, I'm an 80 year old man and a 22 year old boy." Yeah. He's like, I don't know anything about computers. I'm like, can you surf the web? He's like, I can Facebook.
3: <laughs> so it it may be the most entertaining show ever because it, it could it'll it'll be he, at a train wreck.
2: <laughs> well, and the beautiful thing is that Dave has no problem really telling Mike V how he feels, whereas with other people he may sugarcoat it and I kind of go. I hold back as best I can, uh, but brother, not with Mike. Yeah, he's he's actually an employee here that I pay,
3: so he gets the wrath of my sword.
2: I actually looked into his laptop bag in the back. He's got some supplies that he's bringing as a backup, and. I I saw The pen's in there. Okay, oh, good. So good. He's gonna need when it. the stuff hits the fan and he he's he's lets gonna go need in his it. pants, he'll be ready. So August
3: 28th, it's a Sunday. We are flying out right after the show on Saturday, and we're heading down to Boulder, Colorado. Where Such a good time. We're, you were with me ah, last year. What a blast. Um, me and um, me, you and Tommy Grella, right? And um, first off, the VIP tickets are all sold out already. There are some general admission tickets, $100 general admission tickets left. Go on to their website, which is rmsigarfest.com. rmsigarfest.com stands for Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. And um, grab a ticket if you want to go. I'm going to tell you right now, it's worth the flight. It's worth the hotel. It's worth $100. 20 cigars right off the bat as you go in. Uh, You get drink tickets for beer, wine, and spirits. The music last year was sensational. So uh, I don't know who they're going to have this year. Um, But also, um, there's booths and stuff for uh, foods and all all this stuff going on. And the Cigar Authority is broadcasting from there. It's a Sunday. We're going to tape it, and we're going to air it the following week. How can you say no to this? First off, the... There's the $100 choice, but there's also a social ticket. Mm. I thought this was pretty interesting. The social ticket gets you in and gets you no cigars, $25. Now, for $75, you're going to get 20 cigars. Well, so why would think? you buy the social ticket to begin with? Yeah, that's a waste. Even if you took your wife with you and your wife's going to get the social ticket, you you're go. going to get the regular one, which is what the idea is. It comes to $3.75 a cigar. Have your wife get a regular ticket, too, because you can't buy those cigars for twice the price. Certainly cannot. So it's an unbelievable deal. Uh, It's just 15 days away. Um, you got Jonathan Drew, who's going to be there himself. Um, you got Frank Herrera that's going to be there with this cigar himself. And uh, George Rico from Gran Habanos, along with brands like Oliva, Perdomo, Villager, uh, Joe Cusano is going to be there with his new cigar from CNC. Brick House, Don Papine, Room 101, just to name a few. It's going to be a great event. I, I can't wait to go. Uh, that's it. Th- th- those are the two up and coming I got so many events. We could do a whole show. Oh, yeah. Of we all got the 26th anniversary th- party. There's so much going on. But I know you want to do this because you're so psyched that today is August 13th. And you got some
2: birthdays out there. You want to do this? Let's do this. You want to do this? Okay. This is where Dave Shook would cue the birthday song right That's now. It. There we go. He's good.
4: Oh, today is your birthday. And I wish you many, many, many more.
1: Oh, today
4: is a special day.
3: All right okay today is your birthday if it's August 13th happy birthday to you and we got some nice birthdays out there today is the two hundred and twenty fifth day of the year there's a hundred and forty remaining what a quick year this Jeez. has been flying by but um in eighteen sixty Annie Oakley was born do you remember who Annie Oakley is
2: That's the best I could do there. That. That's good. All That's of the sub- videos on YouTube are her shooting guns. That's it. That's what she is. She was an American
3: sharpshooter, died in 1926, an amazing talent, where they would throw things up in the air. She, and she,
2: oh, right. I, I Actually, when I do this stuff, sometimes I don't even really pay attention to the YouTube videos. I just find a good one, record it, cut it. I found myself, I watched video after video. She, would, she was such a show woman, she would start her show off with throwing light bulbs in the air. So she'd throw one up, shoot it. Then she'd throw two up and shoot it. Then when she got to with four. A rifle. With a rifle. With a rifle. Yeah. Wow. When she got to four, she would do two rifles, throw four light bulbs up in the air, shoot two with one rifle, put it down, grab the other rifle, and shoot the other two. Sometimes. 1860. Amazing. So there's no automatic weapons in those days. Yeah. Sometimes she would miss a shot on purpose and stand there and pout and get the crowd wound up because she would miss on purpose. The crowd would get wound up, and she'd kind of play the, oh, I'm a little girl act, and then come back and do a shot that was even more phenomenal. You know, instead of shooting the heart out of the Ace of Hearts, she'd have her holder hold the card sideways, and she'd split the the card in half. Wow. Yeah, someone's real hand holding the card with a real bullet. 22. Boom. Annie Oakley. Uh,
3: 1899. Um, English film director. (laughs) North by Northwest, Psycho, The Birds, you know them. Alfred Hitchcock was born this day, 1899, died in 1980.
2: The only episode I remember watching was the one where he is standing there with a bow and arrow, and he says, I shot an arrow in the air, and he does the whole poem, Yeah, and then... You see the show, and it comes back to him, and he says, "I shot an hour in the air. I know for we're we're whatever kid, blah, yeah. and it's sticking out of the top of his head." Yeah. And so,
0: <laughs> Disney used to have an awesome exhibit uh, featuring Hitchcock. Yeah. I'm not sure if they still do it. MGM, it was pretty awesome.
3: Alfred Hitchcock way ahead of his time. There he was a guy that could, he could do horror films without showing any blood or gore and scare the yeah, pants yeah. off yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All with shadows. Also, a big cigar smoker. Uh, what cigar did he smoke? I don't know reportedly Dunhill, but i don't know if you ever saw the advertisement of the birds the cigar coming out of his mouth and the black crow on the end of the cigar that was the advertisement of of the birds so okay your favorite guy right here 1926 born 1926 still alive this tells you only the good die young (laughs) and here you took our
4: airplanes here in the united states
1: you the authority
2: broke our airplanes He's talking about how the Cigar Authority, way back in the day before we reformed <laughs> yeah. formed, yeah. had confiscated all of the, the airplanes coming in and out, uh, all the Cuban airplanes. <clears throat> so he was asked by the press, why did you fly in on a Russian plane? It was a leading question. It was because the U.S. had confiscated all of his planes, and he was friends with Russia back then. Uh, this was in the 70s. That, that was episode. actually him that was speaking him in English. Yes. Which is very rare. Very rare. rare. Yeah. Very rare. I you, did my homework. So yes, Fidel
3: did. Castro... Born today, 1926, still alive, Ooh. only the good die young, because uh, mean, bad, bad person. That's why I don't smoke Cuban cigars or have anything to do with them. And you, you see how Frank Herrera... Oh, my he, God. He, so he, He's uh, two for two for swearing <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> uh, born this day, 1930, American vocalist and
2: pianist. This is his most famous song right here. I love this song. I play it every time I have cocktail hour. It
3: was number, it was number eight in the billboard charts, Tiny Bubbles. Do you know what it is? Any idea? No idea. Really? No idea. Chuck. I know. Tiny Bubbles. He's I a lion. I like it. I like Do you it. know the song? No. You don't even know the song? No. <laughs> no. Loser. Wow, yeah. this is Don Ho. If you ever went to Hawaii, this, you know, he made a career out of this song, basically. And uh, died uh, in 2007, but born this day in 1930, Don Ho's birthday. This is good. I can see this being played in the cocktail hour, Jonathan. Oh, man, I sure. love sure. it. Sure, sure. Now, let's talk about died this day. Died this day in... 1982. If you didn't know who that was, you'll never know who this was because he wasn't all that famous, but he had some great music. Joe Tex. And because
2: you're, you're looking, looking yeah. at the <laughs> thing. <yeah>. <laughs> Cedar. <laughs> this this is Joe Tex. Uh, he had other hits that were more famous, but this is the song as far as I can. It
4: sure is. Here it is. Ago, I was at a
1: disco. Man, I Jonathan Stanson and getting down. We
3: Check the bridge on this. Check the bridge on this. Southern soul singer, baby. Yeah, baby. This guy had a big war with James Brown. Really? They were at war with each other. Really? James Brown apparently won because he got more famous, but they were at war with each other.
2: So it, back in the day, the bump was a dance that you did where each time the beat hit, you'd have to hit body parts with your partner. So you'd bump hips, you'd bump butts, you'd bump elbows, and so the the song is about doing the bump with a big fat woman, and she breaks his hip and knocks yeah. him on the floor, and so now he nice. says to her, go find yourself a big fat man because I'm too skinny to do the bump with you. That's right. Ain't going to bump no more. No big fat
3: woman. That was the bridge <laughs> that was going to come up later. So uh, he had some great stuff anyway, but he died. And as I said, he went to war with um, James Brown, and they they had uh, lots of problems with dating each other's wives and all kinds of bad. Is, is James Brown still alive? Nope. Okay. Uh, 1995 died this day. American baseball player and legend, Mickey Mantle.
2: This was the last home run Mickey Mantle ever hit. No one knew it, but after this he retired. Name six famous Mickeys. Mouse. Mickey Rooney, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Avalon. Mickey Avalon. Mickey Ward. Oh, Mickey, Mickey Ward. Avalon's not that famous to you, but he has a song really? called My Man's Gentle Parts, and really? it's very funny. Mickey Way. Mickey Way to candy bar? Isn't that Milky Way? Oh, Milky Way.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay, Ian died this day in 2004. American chef and tel- television personality, Julia Childs. The best. Folks, please welcome Julia Child. Tonight we're going to have a right beef here. tartare. Beef <laughs> tartare, <laughs> but it's, it's just ground beef. Don't you use oh, a higher quality
4: than... No, you don't have you to. don't have to well, Particularly when you have what we're going to put on it. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this. Well, I'm not going to be eating it, so... Raw beef, and you get to uh, no, get, uh, get dysentery from eating them, will not you? Oh no, no, you don't. Hepatitis. No. What, what, what do you get from eating uncooked meat? You beef?
2: get healthy. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> what I found amazing. I went through a lot of Julia Child's clips, and I'm sorry to take up the show with my explanations here, but that was an example of her going toe to toe with David Letterman, who is, as far as I'm concerned, the fastest host on his feet with coming up with witty and funny things, yeah, yeah. and literally she was going toe-to-toe. She ends up, you know, live on the air. Yeah. They've got uh, a little hot pan, and she's supposed to be making a hamburger. The hot pan doesn't work, and she just keeps flowing. She's got a acetylene torch underneath. She starts cooking with it, and it's just toe-to-toe with David Letterman. I was blown away. I had to cut it up. But you know what I heard about Julia Child's what? She was in the, like sex parties and things like that.
3: Get out of here. That's what I heard. Oh my god, she she was a handsome woman yeah (laughs) (laughs) hey that sound means we're running out of time good show
2: good show david all right good to you
3: uh next week uh more stuff hitting our shelves as we go live at two guys smoke shop in Nashville, new hampshire with the folks from zycar and hc cigars and the smoking car show that's going to happen from 11 to 4 we'll be on live from 12 noon to two o'clock Miss Smoke Show contest and lots more, all for the Make a Wish and Spinal Muscular Atrophy. It's going to be a great show. Happy to help them out, and uh, let's have fun and do it. Gonna miss you there, yeah, miss you, buddy. All right. So uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.